How would you like to stop reacting reflexively on autopilot to your kids' words and behavior? How about trusting yourself more and guiding your adolescent with ease? That's what we do here at Relational Parents. I'm Teresa Puckett. You can call me T. And I am so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Hello, I am so happy to be here with you today. Welcome, welcome to this episode <laughs> where I'm going to talk to you about teacher or student. At the time, like right now, we're all, we all have back to school on the brain. And so I think that this is always a timely topic, but never more so than when we're already thinking about back to school and our kids might have new teachers and they might be a student in a new school or what have you. So we're going to spotlight you, the parent, okay? When your kid was born, they couldn't move, they couldn't bathe, they couldn't eat without you, right? So you were everything to them. They were totally dependent on you. And even as they started growing and toddling and what have you, they looked to you for everything, right? I can remember when my like little toddler sons from 30 yards away, I would kneel down on the ground and I would outstretch my arms and they would just run to me, right? They wanted to be with me. They were asking for my help. They were reveling in being with me. <laughs> and so as they grow up, right? As they become, you know, tweens and teens, adolescents in any case, um, that's not so much the case anymore. They're not seeking us out, at least not as often, and they're not reveling as much, right, in, in being with us and whatever we might have to say. So our, you know, generally, like a knee-jerk reaction is we start telling them, right? We start telling them whatever it is. They don't typically want necessarily to receive it and sometimes we're aware of that and sometimes we're not as aware that they are not really receiving this it's almost like and i don't i don't have sunglasses near me but it's almost like you know if we were the sun and we were shining out the uh the ultraviolet rays were what we were trying to give them right because they help make vitamin d right all of that they're we're trying to impart something and they like have a giant pair of Ray-Bans, okay? And they're just like, nope, it's not getting through. And sometimes we realize that and that can cause a bit of a, a struggle. And sometimes we don't realize that because they're like, yeah, sort of like yesing us. And so I wanna talk to you today and I wanna share with you three things that you can do. And so, you know, we desperately want to be a teacher in order for us with our adolescents to teach them without not just talking to them, right? We want it to actually 
land with them. We want them to take in something that we are sharing. So in order to do that, we need to become the student. Student of what? The student of our adolescent. So that's the play here, right? In order to become the teacher, in order to be an effective teacher, you have to become the student. And so that's all well and good to say. Kind of sounds good, sounds philosophical, but I have three ways, three very practical ways that I'm going to share with you for how to do that, okay? Um, and there are really things that you need to, uh, that you can put in place before you start the teaching, okay? Before you launch in, number one is to use a thermometer, right? We use a thermometer to see what somebody's temperature is. Do they have a fever, whatever? A thermometer here is a temperature taking question. And I recommend that the question is a short answer, not necessarily, you know, a sentence, but hey, how did that class go? Or hey, how did how did this go? How did that go? That's um that's one example of a temperature taking question because they're gonna come back to you with if they're if they're like jubilant in the moment, like, oh yeah, yeah, that was great, but I'm on to this other thing, la la, you'll get a sense for what is their energy, what is their mood, are they open? And if they're like, uh yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna talk about that right now. Or if you get a grunt, right? You'll get a sense for their energy and their mood. And then you can use that information to either take the next step with whatever it is that you wanted to share or to, hmm, this doesn't seem like it's the right time, right? Let me be on watch, on guard for a better time for this. So that's the first thing, temperature taking question. Okay, the second thing is to check your own energy. And gosh, our energy can have you know an infinite um, number of flavors. I'm gonna simplify it into three, okay? Are you coming in judgy, okay? Are you coming in neutral? Or are you coming in friendly. All right, so kind of negative, neutral, positive, okay? Judgy, neutral, friendly. Be honest, okay? If it's, a, if it's an urgent situation and you're like a little judgy, a little negative, but it's urgent and you don't have a lot of time, do the best that you can, but be honest with yourself, okay? Know that you were not in the best place when you put that out there. So that's coming in with some negativity behind it. So it's not gonna be a surprise when the you know kind of echo, the echo that comes back to you has some negativity also attached to it. In fact, it might even have negativity amplified, okay? So, so that's the second thing is check your energy. And if you are neutral to friendly and they seem like 
they're open to very open, you know, they're in a good spot and everything is lining up, then the third thing, the third tip is to get their permission. Okay, now I'm gonna use the example, my own example of, I love the example of the dishwasher because who doesn't have some dishwasher related issues in their house, okay? Um, I'm gonna use two extremes. One extreme is I look in the dishwasher, stuff is like thrown, it's upside down, whatever, and I am pissed and I like storm up the stairs to my son's bedroom, knock, knock, knock. Hey, how many times? Like I launch, right? So that is one extreme. There's so many different pieces to that, right? The other extreme is that I made a note of some things. I am doing some things. I'm making some mocha in the kitchen and he comes down one of the, like you know one of them comes down and I say hey how how's it going how did that class go oh pretty good you know everything's fine wonderful I am at least neutral maybe I'm feeling like ah, I'm feeling a little big here I'm feeling a little friendly good all the you know all the boxes are checked, all systems are go. And then I say, oh, hey, can I share with you one thing that I noticed about the dishwasher? It'll only take a couple of seconds. <sighs> sure, mom. Okay, I got permission to share one thing for a couple of seconds. So I'm gonna share that, you know, the one thing. And for me, it would be, hey, when the plates are at this kind of an angle, everything seems to spin nicely, but when they're at another kind of angle, it's all blocked and that's not so good or what, you know, whatever it is for you. But one thing, I got the permission, I'm coming in with good energy, all of these things stacked up. Now these are both extremes, right? And the, the one is ideal and the one is, you know, really, really, really not ideal. That's okay, there's a lot in the middle. But what I will tell you is, as we begin to expand our awareness and our sensitivity to energy um, as relational parents, a lot of things happen, but one of the practical effects is that time collapses a little bit for us as parents in a very good way. And what I mean by that is, if you felt your blood starting to boil when I was telling that story like, oh yeah, that's me, oh yeah, that would take me like a half an hour to cool down from that or whatever. What I mean by time collapsing, as we become more skilled with energy work and more sensitive to our own energy that's coming up, is that we can make adjustments in much less time it becomes more natural we start to um, operate from just a different level of awareness and level of of consciousness so that things happen really fast like you know it, it just it's like a, a puzzle that just whoosh, clicks into place 
I don't know if you ever saw um, the Rubik's Cube, uh, you know, if you've ever played with a Rubik's Cube, tried a Rubik's Cube. I used to be so excited when I could do one side of a Rubik's Cube. And then I would see people who took one and then in 30 seconds, or sometimes less, like, you know, if they got really good, they would have the whole thing solved no matter how messy it was in the beginning. It's kind of like that. Like, time just takes on a new meaning. Like a second, in a second, it can be, you can go through what you would have gone through in a day. Um, but that, uh, that is really all about expanding awareness and becoming more sensitive to our own energy as well as the energy of others. So I want to invite you today to do one thing. I want to invite you to schedule a taking stock call with me. And what that is going to do for you, especially this time of year, is you're going to get a much greater level of clarity about where you are and about the immediate next steps on the path to where you want to be. A taking stock call is between 20 and 30 minutes and it is complimentary and I am going to put the link somewhere where you can find it. If you're watching on Facebook, it'll be in the comments. If it's the podcast, it'll be in the podcast notes. But I invite you to schedule a taking stock call with me and I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. Okay, bye for now. I am bursting. I'm so excited to invite you to a free play shop where playwright and writing coach Joanna Norland is going to guide us through a playful process of connecting with our adolescents in a brand new way without our kids even needing to be there. It's called Milestones and Magic Moments, and you can click the link here or just go to my website at www.relationalparents.org to register.